the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. Doing great, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I have a my co-host is running a little bit late. I think she's having technical difficulties. But um, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I really do. I know um, you're busy. Happy to be here, man. Thank you for uh, inviting me to come and hang out. Yeah. How? What have you been up to? I know everything's been crazy with the pandemic and everything. Like, what have you been up to? Man, I have been busy. Uh, the pandemic is an interesting time for voice actors. Um. Actually, coming to you from inside my new home studio, relatively okay. new. Um, okay. still, still feels new to me. Um, so most of my recording and my work is from here. Uh, no longer do I have to sit in L.A. traffic to get to studios all around the city. Um, the commute is so much better. So, um, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time in here um, working on all sorts of different stuff, auditioning and you know, a lot of my my time is also like this, hanging out on Zoom, chatting with people <laughs> remotely. Um, so it's it's good. I've I've been very busy. So I, are you, like when everything starts opening back up, do you like want to still like do your voice acting at home, or would you want to go out to the studios? Uh, you know, I'd say bl- a blend of the two. Like, there's definitely advantages uh, of. <laughs> not sitting in traffic for hours on end. Like, I love that. Can't beat that commute. But it's actually much more difficult to do the job remotely. There's a lot of challenges. And um, I mean, I've always had an appreciation for the engineers that are making me sound good. But like, it, it's it's even larger now. Um, I, I basically have to like do a part of their job. My, my preamp is inside the booth. And as you get louder, you have to adjust the dials. I am not an engineer. I'm just a beginner. So it's like, I'm taking their instruction in real time, trying to make this stuff sound good, trying to send them like clean audio. And, uh, it's, it's not easy. So it's, it's a luxury to be inside the studio with, you know, the team. Um, also like, even though you're just using your voice and uh, the directors are kind of like instructing you how to adjust those reads, like being able to look at your director and have them like show you a movement or make a face like is, is really important. So um, one of the, the folks I've worked with a lot, his name is Alex Von David. He's the director of Blue Exorcist and Sword Art Online and uh, so many other great shows. And I've worked with Alex so much, like he makes a face and it changes my voice. Like it, I know, I know exactly. He's like, give it a little more. And he'll just give me like this face and I'll go, oh, I know exactly what you mean. And now it's like, I can't do that. I don't have that back and forth with him. So it's, it's a challenge. I miss that. Um, so I, I think it would be a combination, hopefully a combination of it in the future, um, of being, being home and not fighting traffic and then going out and, and fighting on the, the one-on-one or the 405 to get to where I got to go and be able to hang out with the good, good people at the studio sometimes too. Do you guys like that again? Uh, do you guys like talk over zoom at all? Like, like when you're doing like your session, do you like leave like where you're at to go talk to them on zoom and then like 
or how does that even work? Because that, that seems that does really seem difficult. I didn't really think it would be so, difficult until you just described it. I thought, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. It's pretty crazy, actually. And studios, like different studios, have found different methods to make this whole thing kind of work. Um, when we're working on things like anime, um, it, it's happening in real time. So I have picture of the show and I'm watching the show and talking as my character is talking on screen. So inside my, my studio, I have a big monitor in front of me and they're sending me video. They're also receiving audio in real time, high quality audio from my studio. So I'm sending and receiving and then the engineer gets the audio in real time and kind of adjusts it and slides it into place. Then they watch it back and they make sure it all fits. So like, it's a lot happening at once. I actually have multiple computers. I have one that's just dedicated to audio, one that's just dedicated to video. And I kind of like connected it all together and we figured out ways of making it work. Um, and it's cool. It still sounds great. It's just like, we're jumping through a lot of these hoops to make it work. And uh, a lot of times these days, like a take isn't messed up from you, like flubbing a line or like doing it at the wrong speed. It's like, ah, tech, ah, it dropped, it uh, dropped the word. And you listen back and it like, it all sounds great. And then right in the middle goes like, Meh. like it just ruins takes left and right. So it, it just makes the job much more challenging. Um, but at least we can still do it and at least it still sounds great. Um, so it's, it's been one of the, the rare industries that has continued forward and really found a way to flourish during this really challenging time. Have you been getting like more gigs like since being in a pandemic than like say you were outside the pandemic? Cause I know like, it's like, even as like, oh, okay, we just have you do this or da 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 like something like that. Like, have you been getting like more gigs like during the pandemic? I don't know if it's been more. I mean, there's definitely a piece of my job that um, has been really tough to do and I haven't done much of. Um, I, I do something like outside of working on anime and video games and commercial stuff, I do something called Walla. Um, and what that is, is recreating background noise in different movies and TV shows. And when you do Walla, you're actually with a group of people. So like, you know, I, I've worked on things like CSI New York and we're the investigators and the police and the medical people in the background of all of these different scenes. So you're actually talking to other people in a room and it sounds like you're in that space. Um, doing that without being in the room with the other actors is so challenging. Um, and I, I found that like that work has been much more difficult to come by. Um, oh my bad. So that's how, that's how they've been doing it. Like it's not like background actors. They kind of just been doing like they get like people in a room and then they create the sound. That is so cool. Like, I love learning stuff about that. I just never like oh, I, did, I thought it would just be the background actors they're talking. That's oh, actually really cool. And hey, it's I so did. funny. It's like like I've I've been lucky enough to be part of things like Warm Bodies, which is a like it's a zombie movie. They're they're happy zombies at times, but it's a zombie movie. So. There was a bunch of us walking around in a circle for eight hours a day doing this. It sounds lame when one person is doing it, but when you got like 10 actors 
all moving at different positions of the mic and circling and, and going in these different patterns. Like the audio just sounds so real and in depth. And that's what you're looking for. Is that like, like that different sound that you can only get when you have truly a bunch of actors in a space. Um, it's it's very different like i i do this panel I, I love going to conventions also like anime conventions comic conventions meeting people who watch my shows um and i do this panel called efforts and reactions and i i talk about all the weird noises that we make as voice actors and it is so fun to be like the director of a crowd of people and i have the entire audience make all those noises back and just like it's so fun to create that and have them like, now you're zombies. Now you're like at a comedy show and cracking up. Now you're all attacking each other. Like, like just to create all those things with a big audience is so fun to hear. Yeah. You just mentioned um, anime conventions. I want to know like, what's like, like the character you like when people come up to you, but like, Hey, can you do their, this voice? Is it like a certain character that you like always get or is it just like all of them? Man, I, I think at this point, I, I feel like I've won the anime lottery. Like you, you as an actor, you don't choose your roles. You're just kind of like casting your net out as wide as possible and hoping something comes back because everyone wants to work. Um, and the auditioning process is really the work. So you just audition as much as you can and put the best quality stuff out that you can put out there. Um, and I feel like my number has been chosen. Like I literally think it is buying lotto tickets. Like my number has been chosen in just these really great franchises. So, um, I mean, I I've been a part of shows like sword art online and attack on Titan, seven deadly sins, demon slayer, um, Danganronpa, Durarara, blue exorcist, like, like the list kind of goes on and on. And, um, Man, I mean, look at my Wikipedia and, and every time I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm a part of that. Like, I'm a part of Pokemon. I'm a part of the Fate universe. Um, it, it's, it's just a combination of kind of a couple decades of, I think, just being lucky in, in putting good auditions out at the right time to the right people. Um you know, being fortunate enough to get those auditions and then performing in those moments to land just those roles that have resonated with people. Um, you know, I can't, I can't tell you how it's happened. I'm just very grateful for it. And uh, it is so cool to just see such a variety of fans because, you know, I, I, I'm working on things like Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer that are definitely for older people, not little kids, like they're violent and real and gritty. Um, but also I'm working for Disney on Miraculous Ladybug, which is a great show for kids. Like my kids watch the show and it is incredible to work on something that, uh, you know, my kids can watch and enjoy and celebrate and to see like little, little kids come up in cat noir cosplay or ladybug cosplay and like, just give them a found it. Like, oh, <laughs> it is, I, I can't tell you how much joy it brings me. Like it's, it's awesome. So yeah, it's not one thing. It's kind of like at these, at these events, it's like, I get to celebrate my career um, to this point. And it's, it's amazing that like, I, I've, 
continued to add on new roles um, and, and people, you know, tend to resonate with them. Like they're finding even the stuff I've done lately and, and they're excited about it. So it's, it's really cool. No, uh, is there like a certain character that you like, like from any show that you're like, man, I wish I would have like voiced that character. Cause I know you did like, you just mentioned you did like pretty much everything, like my whole lifehood of anime, like you've been a part of. So I was like, is there any like certain character? You're like, man, I wish I could have just voiced that character. Oh, so many. I mean, I like, and, and one thing I learned very early is you can't fall in love with a character until you've lived with that character for a very long time, until it's out there in the public. Like, that's when you can really fall in love with the character. Um, like, you just don't pick those roles. You don't know when you're going to get matched up with something and you just get your heart broken over and over if you fall in love too early. So there's lots of roles I, I wish I could have played. Uh, I think I, I like to call my email outbox just a graveyard of auditions um, of things that I didn't get cast in. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. What I try to do is just give it everything I can during that audition process, during that one moment that I'm living with the character and then forget I ever read for the show or, or the video game, like just forget I ever audition um, because most of the time it's going to be a no. Um, so I would say, you know, there's, there's too many to count. Hey, Tatiana, Tatiana's joining us now. What's up? What's up? I'm so I, excited. Hi, Tatiana. We could have jumped into it right away. Thanks for hanging out too. Nice to meet I'm you. Sorry, I'm late. I was stuck in traffic, but oh. pleasure to meet you. It's funny. It's funny you bring up traffic. We were talking about traffic uh, just before you got here. My, yeah, you, yeah, you'll nice. be jealous of my commute to work. It's uh, I'm inside my my office right now in the studio in my house. So I just open jealous. the door and walk in, and no traffic. It's, it's amazing. Jealous of many other things as well, <laughs> but you know we can dive into that later. Um, uh, before we get into everything, I I just did some research on you, and I know you did like you almost like did you almost compete like professionally in Muay Thai? I did, yeah, actually. Growing up, um, I started martial arts very young. Uh, I was kind of small for my age. So my mom put me in karate and I, I really took to it. Um, so, uh, you know, I was, I was a gym rat. Like I, I would wake up in the morning, train in the morning, go to school and then go right to the gym, teach classes from, uh, I taught Tong Sudo, which is a Korean style of martial arts, taught boxing and I taught Muay Thai. And I really love the Muay Thai. Uh, I, I, um, so I, I would teach and then I would train, go to sleep, wake up and do it the next day. Um, so I, I competed for years, uh, all through high school, um, turned amateur was, was very close to going pro. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I still love martial arts and, and hope that I can find some time to just train for fun. I, I think I'm, I'm beyond the days of competition, but, um, <laughs> You know, I, I still I still absolutely love it. And I'm a big fight fan. I watch a lot of MMA, um, still love the, the UFC and, and cage fighting. And, um, you know, I was I was lucky enough to be able to train some professional fighters and work some corners. And, yeah, still have a lot of passion for combat sports. I know you just mentioned UFC. Like, who are some of your favorite fighters? Like, I know Cyril Gon has the um, Muay Thai background as well. Like, who are some of like, your favorite fighters in the UFC right now? 
Yeah, I mean, Barbosa, I know he's had some some rough ones, but um, man, that guy is scary. I would never want to get leg kicked by him. Um, And just the technique that he has, it's incredible. Um, Yeah, it's it's hard to narrow it down to one. You know, I've been watching like like there were a lot of really great fights during the pandemic. I felt like every week, every card was just stacked with great fights. Yeah, I um, felt like I was getting bigger and bigger every week. I was like, yo, this like you you would think like, oh, this might be the fight of year and then next week, oh, this might be the fight of year and then next week it's like, oh man, like <laughs> oh it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's been cool to watch. Yeah. Oh, I'll let you jump in here, Tati, and I don't want to <laughs> go ahead. No, no. I was I was just listening because I, I don't know much about martial arts. Um yeah, I took like one class and it wasn't for me. <laughs> but but it's cool, you know, I like it. Um yeah. I mean, I guess I just want to know, like, how did you get into voiceover? Do you feel like people always said it was something you should do or did you fall into it? Like, how did that how did that happen? Yeah, so it it wasn't my first passion. In fact, I I didn't think that I would end up in the industry. Um, I was born into a family of actors and uh, my dad. Uh, had been extremely successful in the industry, um, both on camera and behind the mic. Um, I used to love to go to work with him. He was working on a show called Power Rangers. You guys might be familiar with that one. Yeah, Um, of course. (laughs) He had the exact opposite voice that I have. Like, he played a bunch of the big, giant monsters. Like, his voice was deep and, like, Mm -hmm. just had so much bass and depth to it. And he's just, you know, it it was awesome. And I have what I like to call Benjamin Button voice acting disease, where I sound just like I did in middle school, um, which which works also. Um, but anyways, I was about eight years old. I was with my dad when he was working on that show. And at the end of one of uh, his sessions, the director's like, hey, we need a kid's voice. And he's like, he's a kid, throw him in the booth. And that's how I got started. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I got thrown in there. That's my best impression of my dad. Um, <laughs> by the way, it's a mini version of him. Um, so, so yeah, I got I got thrown in very early, and um, I mean, growing up in the in that kind of community of voice actors was very cool. I got lucky enough to be on a couple really great shows like Cowboy Bebop, um, Trigun. Um, I, I, it surprises people to know I have one line on Cowboy Bebop. Um, <laughs> They, they, uh, if you're familiar with it, it's an amazing show. And if not, you definitely should watch. Um, at one point they go to Mars and there's all these orphans and there's one that has this little toy and he's like, look at this, look at this. That's itty bitty me. Um, and that character has a pot on his head. So in the script, it said pothead. So I'm pothead from Cowboy Bebop. Very high on the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so yeah, you know, I, I got thrown in there. I was lucky enough to kind of grow up around the industry for, for quite some time. I thought I was going to be a professional fighter. Then, of course, the next logical step, uh, I went to UCLA. I studied political science and philosophy and thought I was going to law school. Um, right. Those two match up. And, right. and at, right as I had graduated, um, you know, I, I kind of stayed around the industry and I, I happened to book a job and I booked another one and I thought, huh, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot and see what happens. Um, and you know, I, I started growing a bit more in the industry and, uh, unfortunately my dad passed away. 
Um, and I had the opportunity to carry on the torch for him to, to make his name live on. And um, I went for it. You know, I, I gave it everything I could and uh, didn't look back. So, right. so sure I think did. like, <laughs> like that's, that's why, um, you know, I, I put the amount of work that it takes to establish yourself in that way. Um, the hard work and the effort and, you know, with, with that luck also, um, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. It's really been an exciting journey and uh, I'm very happy I made that decision. Um, you know, law school never went away and I'm, I'm having way more fun uh, inside my booth. <laughs> Do you guys That's have like? A, I love that. Oh, do you guys have like no. a um, yeah. for like voice acting? Does it like like do you guys like? I know for like other like say like sports like football people have like the goats and like basketball they have like their goats or Mount Rushmore. Is there like a Mount Rushmore for voice acting? That's a good question, man. I I mean like like a, a a level that you can attain to be like known as one of the greats. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of voice actors that I look up to, um, that I, I appreciate their work. And, and I know that they're booking at a different level than I am. Um, I'm constantly competing against these guys. And that's the thing, like, you know, when you're a voice actor, like the life of a voice actor can be very, very long. Um, I mean, there's guys that are up 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s that just love this, that are so yeah, passionate yeah. Uh, about it and have been doing it for decades. And like, you know, when I'm competing against these guys in an audition, how can I win? Um, they're, they're just so they're so good. Um, so, yeah, it makes it makes it tough competition. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. Who are some of your favorites? Like yeah, that's a good one. E.G. Daly's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Incredible. Um, I mean, I, I like the, the cast of SpongeBob, all those guys. Um, they're, they're just awesome. Um, uh, we mentioned Cowboy Bebop. Steve Bloom is a guy I look up to, just an amazing person. I mean, his voice is just incredible. I'll never sound like that. Um, but, I mean, Steve is just such a great guy. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to narrow it down. Like I, I'm, I'm very bad at picking favorites, by the way. You can see this as you talk to me more. If you ask like, which character's your favorite? I, I can't pick. Um, which actor's your favorite? Uh, I, I can't pick. Um, it's, it's tough. It's a tough thing. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think of like other, other people, but yeah, it's it's tough too, just because a lot of the times we don't even get the the face with the with the voice too. So that's tricky. But I feel like your resume is so extensive. Like, have you guys talked about Attack on Titan yet? No, we haven't. <laughs> like we haven't dug in yet. <laughs> we haven't really dug in. And hey, before we do, just so you know, I don't know what's about to happen. Um, <laughs> we weren't we weren't gonna ask but <laughs> I mean if you've read the manga you know way more than I do I've managed to avoid spoilers for years so I always warn people like don't don't tell me um and yeah. for anyone who's watching if you haven't seen Attack on Titan like don't listen to the spoilers because that <laughs> I think is my favorite thing about the show like you never know what's gonna happen next and like these episodes change the entire world in just a moment. And it just 
shifts and shifts and shifts and I never guess it right. So going in, like my method to going into this final season is to go in blank and to just immerse myself in the show during recording and whatever comes out just kind of comes out. Um, so I'm, I'm, it's exciting. It's exciting. Do you like, yeah. wa- I, I just have an um, interesting question. Like, do you like watching like shows like that and like English dub or like, um, like sub? It, it depends on the show. So um, it, it's kind of a luxury to know what you're going to be doing. When you have a main role and the show is released in sub before and you have the opportunity to watch it, like it's a very unique time that actors can actually do that. So right now in this in this current time, Sundays are like the coolest day for me because the new episode of Demon Slayer comes out and the new episode of Attack on Titan comes out. And I've loved anime for forever. I've, I've always watched cartoons and anime. Um, and I feel like I did as a very young viewer, like I, I watched the episode. I'm so hyped. It was so good. And I like count down the days to the next week when I can watch the next one. Um, it's just, it, it's an incredible time to like be part of this community and love these shows. Cause they are so good. Um, so like with those shows, Yes, I'm watching every single week. The second I can see it, I want to watch it. Um, on, on a lot of the work I do uh, outside of those, though, I don't know what character I'm playing. I don't know what's going to happen in the episode. I haven't seen anything. And even with Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer and shows that are accessible, we don't get scripts ahead of time. And the scripts that we receive in the moment are always different than the subtitles because those subtitles are just translations. They're not adaptations of what's going on. Um, and because they're not reanimating, we have to talk in sync with our characters. So the writer's job is to go in there and take that translation and shift the words around and adjust it to make it fit just right in those flaps so it doesn't look like the old school Godzilla. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's the first time we're seeing those words, the first time those words are coming out of our mouths. And you just have to live in that moment and go um, as your yeah. character. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to go through that process. But am I watching the shows when I can? A hundred percent. I love them. I'm, you I'm watch- lucky enough to work on some really cool stuff. Did you watch last week's episode or this last Sunday's last episode of Titan or Demon Slayer? Titans. Oh man, it was insane. It I was, was gonna so ask you, like, are you are you worried about Aaron? Because, like, you know, you you are voicing him. You know, did <laughs> you know? I'm worried about oh. Aaron every episode. <laughs> I've been worried about Aaron since episode one. Um, I feel like everyone on that cast is worried about their characters because they anyone can go at any time. Um, there, there's no guarantees in that show, and I, I'm pretty sure they'll make you fall in love with someone just to kill them. Um, it's, it's just one of those shows. Um, so yeah. And that's the, the, the crazy thing about being a voice actor too. Like you fight so hard and compete so much to get these jobs and then your character dies and you're like, well, <laughs> I'm unemployed. Um, that was a good run. So to be honest with you, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm very nervous at all times. <laughs> especially after this last week. Um, it's like, 
without spoiling anything, how do you come back from that one? I, I don't know. I thought like he's yeah, going to come back, though. They're going to make him come back. There's got to be some way. What are it, your thoughts yeah, about it seemed like Zeke. they were working something out, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, and and this will be a, a little bit of spoiler for people who haven't watched any of the show. Um, so uh, I, I had been working on the show uh, in season one and Funimation uh, is based in Dallas, Texas. I'm based in Los Angeles. So I would fly out to Dallas. Um, Mike McFarlane, the director, was incredible. He was he was amazing enough to, to host me. I stayed with him. We drive into the studio every day, which was like 30 minutes of uh, uh, of a commute. We'd listen to metal music on the way. So just <laughs> for 30 minutes in and then eight hours of screaming as Aaron, <laughs> you know, it was, it was great. So I, I had taken a number of trips out to Dallas and the show started coming out and we get to episode five where uh, chump uh, on Aaron. And I was watching the show back in English with my wife who had no idea what had happened. And after that episode, I looked at her, I'm like, so what did you think? Was all that effort going out there? Was it worth it? And she's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I had, to, I had to convince her to give it more time. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no yeah. certainty for any of those characters. I had a friend stop watching the first episode because they couldn't take it. Like, right, you know, spoiler, when he sees his mom die. <laughs> like, oh. they were like, I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> it's way too much. Yeah. So with a dub, do you work with, how does the, uh, developing the voice come about? Like, is it just mainly focusing on matching or do you actually get to do some of the actor type work with the voice? Yeah, so it's it, when you're when you're dubbing anime, it's very much being creative inside a box. There's a couple things that are constraining you to a kind of performance, but there's wiggle room in there. So first off, you know, I mentioned they're not reanimating the show. So you're kind of stuck right. in that performance of what is going on on screen. Like you can't go too far away from if your character looks angry or looks like he's screaming it's going to sound like he's screaming. Um, the, the second thing that we think about and we take inspiration from is the Japanese performance. Um, and the seiyuu who plays Aaron is incredible. Um, his name is Kaji-san. I've been inspired by his performance for years. Um, I love just the passion he puts into it and the anger that comes through. I, I'm, I love his performance. So, my goal isn't just to copy what Kaji-san has done, because then it'll just sound like that, just like a right. replication of what he's done. And if I did that, it would sound very strange because English and Japanese are just such different languages. Um, mm -hmm. And to convey a certain emotion in English, we can get there in a different way than the Japanese uh, a lot of the time. So... We, we don't try to just emulate what that team has done, but we take inspiration from it. We, we listen to the intention. Um, Mike, the director, um, knows a ton about the show. He's gone further and read the manga. He knows in depth what's happened, happening, and he's kind of orchestrating all of these pieces because we're not recording together. Um, sometimes when I go in and record, I'm the first one in, I have to imagine what these other characters are going to sound like mm. that I'm talking to and 
fighting and interacting with. Um, so I really trust Mike and it's very much a collaboration um, between us in coming up with what the performance is, what the voice is, how things are going to sound. And um, again, with avoiding spoilers as much as possible, Aaron is very different now. I mean, seasons one through so three, different. So he's a different character. Like one through three, there was this anger that's that's in every single line um, that Aaron has. Just in every part of his being, this anger is coming through. And in this final season, that anger is there, but it's under this layer of like coldness. So we had to recreate that character and take this new approach after living with him for six, seven years. Um, so it was very much a collaboration between myself and Mike to come up with that voice and find that right tone and, um, and just go with it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, my bad. Tati, you want to <laughs> No, bad. no, no, no. I was, I'm just like, oh, this is, this is so cool. Like, I'm in awe, really. Because <laughs> I, because I watched the, I watched the sub like a loser, but. <laughs> no, but, no. I, I always tell people like, enjoy these shows and sub enjoy them and double like it's just incredible to celebrate the amazing storytelling coming out of japan and exactly just yeah, to that's see, how I feel. yeah to see anime truly reach um a, a broader audience like when i was growing up like you know there, there's definitely shows that were popular that people knew like your dragon ball z like your pokemon your sailor moon like people just looked at those and they're like, yeah, they're anime, like they're cool shows, but they're cartoons. Like, and now it's like so many people recognize Titan and Demon Slayer and Sword Art. Like, like these shows have kind of like bridged into the mainstream, um, especially seeing the box office numbers be behind the Demon Slayer movie. Um, that just blew yep. my mind. It, I it was incredible. <laughs> awesome. I hope you loved it. Um, I so, loved it. Yeah, you know, it was great. What I say is whether you're watching these shows in sub or dub, as long as you're enjoying them, like I'm, I'm happy. It's, it's just cool to be a part of it. Thank okay, you. Speak up for us. <laughs> Representation <laughs> for us. <laughs> a little bit off topic, my bad. If you had to pick like one anime verse to live in that you voiced, like which verse would it be? Yeah, not Attack on Titan. Um, Obviously not. <laughs> no way. I do like how they fly through the air, though. I think that's really yeah. cool. The, it, would be, the things it would be very fun, but I would not want to live there. I would probably no. be one of the guys who just gets smashed by a boulder first. <laughs> like, just looking the wrong direction, just gone. Um, don't want to be there. Can I pick, does it have to be anime specific, or can I pick video games as well? You can pick video games as well, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So... A while back, I worked on a video game called Disney Princess Palace Pets, okay? I play Sultan Jasmine's Tiger. And in this game, what you do is you feed him and give him a bath and just take care of Sultan. Um, that's what I'll, I just want to be Jasmine's Tiger and just be pampered. That, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's my favorite answer ever because who wouldn't want that like right it sounds like who, the best life who, who wouldn't want to do that yeah <laughs> i already think i'm a princess so you know it sounds perfect <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> wait which one would you live in 
Um, me personally, probably like I, I'm, I'm okay with going out, so I'll probably be like a demon to the attack. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hey, brave! You're brave, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, Very I'll, I'll brave. Go. I'm gonna die on the sword. I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna just go out <laughs> if I have to. I All right, you it. you enjoy that. I'm just gonna get my hair brushed. <laughs> yeah, I just I life needs a little bit of like just like you know just. You gotta worry a little bit here and there. You know, I don't want to be like just, all right. This you is need my some lifestyle. thrills. I need some thrills in my life. You know, I would, what about you, Tatia? What what would you live in? Oh, I'm a sailor scout, hands down. Like <laughs> awesome. I am a I am one of the sailor scouts. I'm probably Sailor Moon, maybe. But then I don't know. She has a lot of responsibility, but that's why she cries so much. So right, I'm a I'm a sailor scout somewhere <laughs> in my heart of hearts. <laughs> If you had to have like the ultimate, like, like an anime, like the ultimate, like sensei to guide you in your life, what like sensei would you have? Because there's so many like great senseis, there's like dry senseis, there's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's some, there are some really good ones out there. I can can I just have Goku teach me? I think <laughs> I Goku say, that's, oh, that's what I was going to say. That, that would be awesome. Goat right i i mean yeah. i i was one of those kids who would watch dragon ball z then go to karate and just try to go super saiyan and just, <laughs> it just never worked never worked for me um so i need i need goku as my sensei that would be awesome <laughs> no, that's, that's go ahead Tati. <laughs> no my i was gonna pick goku or um um or maybe Vegeta. I don't know, but probably Goku. Vegeta would be way too serious. Goku would be. Yeah. Okay. Or... Yeah, I don't know. I would I say like Goku like... would be more fun. Vegeta would make you work really hard, and he'd yell at you. Really <laughs> yeah, Vegeta would definitely. I'd like, I would want to fight Vegeta at the end of our sessions. Like, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So who would you? Yeah. So who would you pick? I don't even know. I, I have no idea. That's too. That's I'm not. I'm stepping away from this answer. <laughs> but it was your. It was your question. I, I don't know. There's too many. There's too many. There's okay, really too it's tough. It's tough. And and I, like I said, I don't like to play favorites. But on this one, I I'll, I'll take Goku on this one. No. Yeah. There's too many. There's too many. I don't know. Yeah. No, I can't do, do you it. Have yep. Dream voiceover roles, or um, like maybe other shows you would like to work on, or uh collaborations that you would love to do in the future maybe yeah i i mean i i've been fortunate enough to be part of such amazing right. shows um yes but like I, I really want something like spongebob you know i really want to work with a cast like that um and just something lighthearted and goofy and it just looks so much fun to be part of mm -hmm. that um you know and i i wouldn't say like put me on that show as any of the characters something similar in that vein you know something new but like that um that's that would be amazing yeah i could see that uh, too yeah i have like an off-topic question again <laughs> take it away do you have done like so many like interviews and panels i want to know if there's ever been a question that you were you wish you were asked but you never got to like they never asked it to you like you, huh. like, man. I wish somebody would ask me this, but I just—they never asked it. Man, that's what I gotta think of. I, got, <laughs> I have that question ready to go. Um, you know, I've I've been really lucky to be on some 
some awesome interviews and awesome panels. I, I told you how much I love going to conventions and meeting different fans and answering their questions. And I, I just have a really good time with it. Um, so I, I don't know. I've had a great experience. I feel like um, people always come with great questions and new questions. Um, I mean, I, I like the sensei question. I'd never been asked that before. That's awesome. Um, so it, I don't know. I have to, I have to think of like, what's that piece? What's that thing that people aren't asking of me? Um, and, uh, I, I think if there's something I, I want to talk about, I find my way to talk about it. I figure out a path to make it there. I, I do this a lot. I like, I like get a question and then I sidetrack and I make my way back to the, the answer to the question. So I've, I've been able to talk about in, in a lot of my panels and stuff. I find a way to just kind of hang out and talk about what I want to talk about too. Um, but that's, that's good. I got to think about what people need to ask me more. Yeah. If what you are can some be of like, your favorite? Oh, back. oh. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, yeah, what yeah, are some yeah. of your favorite um, like animated shows besides, you know, some of the ones that you've been on? Yeah, I, I like Family Guy. Um, I grew up on Ren and Stimpy and The Simpsons. And, um, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Who's and, your and, ultimate, like, boy, like, which character, who's your ultimate, like, animated character, would you say, that you love, like, the most? And it could be one that you've played before, if that's the answer, too. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... I can't pick the characters I've played because they live okay. somewhere inside my brain. A lot of them are crazy and I don't want them to yell at me. Like I don't want a fight going on in my head. So I, I always avoid picking favorites. They become like your kids. It's like, I, I've been so fortunate to have all these great roles. Like how can I, how can I choose from, from all of these things? Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I keep going back to like SpongeBob. I love that show. It's so fun. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think he's the, the classic, so he's the pinnacle for me. Um, yeah. If you could like meet one of the characters that you voice, like in real life, like which character would it be? And like, what would you tell them? Oh man. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool to meet, um, Adrian from Miraculous Ladybug because I feel like he could show me around Paris and show me just all the best things um that would be very cool um yeah I I want to know all the best spots to look for and all the best food to eat um I feel like he can point me in the right direction um yeah I'd also want to meet I, I'm I'm terrible at cooking like I barely know how to use a microwave um, so, uh, I, I would want to meet a couple of my characters that are like really amazing at cooking, like Rino Kumara, uh, or Shiro Emiya. Like, I want those guys to cook me a meal. Like that would just be fun to, to have them cook a meal and then just hang out and have that with them. Is there like a certain meal you would want? Or, or like say like, all right, we're just like in any anime, like, Hey, Kiga just cooked this, like certain meal they have like you know like in Naruto they have um, ramen or like is there like any certain thing you would want to have yeah I want Asuna to cook me a meal in Sword Art Online that ragu rabbit that uh, they find I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show but it's like an ultra rare 
creature that they catch that is like the highest rating on the taste meter. Um, like, yeah, I feel like Asuna is an amazing cook. Um, that would be very cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what's the name of that show again? Sword Art Online. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. give you like, and and I've been part of this show now for about seven or eight years. It's hard to keep track of the time. Um, incredible, incredible show. Um, it, uh, there's this VR headset that's released and this full dive game that people can go and they fully immerse themselves and they're lying on a, a bed, but they're moving inside the game and playing as these characters. So this new game is released and the creator of the game appears out of nowhere and tells all the players, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Um, and they are stuck there. And then he just goes, disappears, beat the game and you get out. Boom. And Jeez. that's how the show starts. Um, it is incredible. And it's so cool because that first arc, it's called the Einkrad arc of Sword Art Online, where they're, they're in that game, mm -hmm. um, was just so special to me. And just recently, in fact, just at the end of last year, a movie called Sword Art Online Progressive came out where Asuna, um, I, I guess to not spoil things, Kirito's love interest, um, uh, essentially his wife and, uh, uh, you know, an amazing kind of player inside the game. They're the ones that like travel through this, this experience. Um, you get that story. The original series is from his point of view, which, which I play Kirito. So it's, it's my character's point of view, but progressive is Asuna's point of view telling the same story. So you get like more in depth and you're like, oh, that's why that happened. That's why she was acting like this. And there's all these time skips that happened in the original series. And this movie was just beautifully made. Um, so it fills in all those blanks and just opens that universe even more. So it's like, it's a really exciting time in that franchise. Um, and there's definitely more coming. So I would okay. highly recommend if you've not yeah, seen Sword Art Online. <laughs> oh, and, and it's a good time to watch because like there is lots of it. Um, we, okay. we have just, well, we, we finished the movie last, but there are three full seasons, multiple arcs inside each season. Um, and each one is kind of different. It has this way of like reinventing itself every single arc. So they all kind of feel like a different type of anime or different type of storytelling in each one. Um, I love it. It's such a great show. Um, so yeah, highly recommend. I mean, it. that hook grabbed me, so awesome. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> and, I feel like and, animes always start with such high stakes, and they just draw you in. I'm like, okay, no, really well, I'm invested. <laughs> I, I and, and I actually, with Sword Art, it's been so cool because I recently got hired to do the audiobook of the White novel, um, and and the first one was just from Kirito's perspective. The second one, they actually hired. The voice actress who plays Asuna, her name is Shermie Lee, incredible actress, um, like an amazing person, incredible actress. And um, it's so cool to share that audiobook with her. And um, it's it's really rare to see, you know, animes be out for a while and then them go back and create an audiobook version with the actors from the show. Um, 
So it's cool to be a part of that too. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Oh, I, I, another off-topic question. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> no, no. Is there like a certain video game that you like wish you would like voice? Cause I, like me personally, I would love to be in like San Andreas, like or like Halo or something. Like, is there like a certain video game? Like, man, I wish I would have been like part of those voices in that. Uh, I mean, there's tons of games I'd love to be a part of. Um, I, I guess one that like would be super cool because I, I grew up playing Super Smash Brothers. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm so close. Like they brought in characters that are similar, but played by other actors. So like, I feel like a lot of my characters would fit in really nicely in the Smash Brothers world. Um, so Nintendo, if there's a chance, I'd love it. Um, I, I worked for Nintendo on other franchises, but not that one. That would be really cool. Um, but, but I mean, my, my, I, I feel like the game that I really loved growing up, I, I did get to be part of the universe, is Final Fantasy. Um, I was a big just RPG player. Um, the original Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 3 or 6, Final Fantasy 7, I played all the way through, start to finish. Um, absolutely love those titles. And uh, I, I got to play uh, a character named Zidane. Some people say Zidane. Um, who's the main character of Final Fantasy IX. He doesn't talk in Final Fantasy IX, but they bring all the heroes and all the villains back into Sidia, and I get to play, I got to play uh, Zidane. Um, so I'm, I'm really hopeful they give Nine the treatment that they gave Seven uh, and bring me back to play him and go on that full adventure. Um, that would be just so, so cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been in that Final Fantasy universe now uh, in a, a number of different franchises, um, different mobile games, um, background characters, main characters. Like it, it really, when I found out that I was working on Final Fantasy, like I had to hold back the fanboy. Like I tried like not to scream like in the studio because <laughs> um, they're very secretive when you're working on these video games. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're under an alias name. They're not telling you what you're doing. Like, like you don't really find out. And then on one of the breaks after like my third or fourth session, the director's like, you know, this is Final Fantasy, right? I'm like, what? Uh, and like, <laughs> like, I had to not freak out in the studio. I had to like hold that in. Um, but yeah, like being part of that universe, just it's, it's still surreal that, that uh, I was able to do that. And, and, and still get to work with uh, Square Enix on uh, some of their new stuff. It's, been awesome was that like the hardest project that you like had to keep a secret oh i've had some tough ones i've had some really really tough ones um i i've just gotten really good at it i mean i i think first off they don't tell voice actors anything they know we talk for a living they don't want us to have anything that, that we have to hold that we're not supposed to say because we'll probably say the wrong thing yeah, so I definitely first would off, give all the yeah. secrets away. I would definitely yeah. be like, mom, the neighbor next door that had nothing to do with it. Be like, hey, I'm doing something. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Oh, it's it's <laughs> hard not to do that, not to like shout it from the rooftops. But we signed these NDAs saying, you know, got to keep the secret or uh, they'll sue you. So right. I try to avoid that. Um, and it's I, I've gotten better at it. But um, there was a there was a game relatively recently that came out called Tales of Arise, um, part of the Tales universe, another JRPG, really, really cool. I mean, this one, I, I think it won awards for being video game of the year in 2020. 
uh, or 2021. Um, and uh, I mean, it's an incredible game and it's really long. Like these RPGs, just the worlds are expanding and expanding and expanding. So we were recording on that game for two years and um, from day one, I couldn't talk about it. And they even let a trailer out that had my voice in it. And people were like, we're pretty sure that's you. Is it you? I'm like, don't respond. And then I was at, I was at an event. I was at an event and they were going to announce the game. I think we were maybe 10 days away. And uh, this, this really, really great guy. He comes up to me with a giant Tales of Arise poster. And he's like, are you going to sign this? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. What is this Tales of Arise thing? I, oh, maybe man. talk to me. Maybe talk to me in the future, and maybe I'll learn what that is. And I didn't sign it. I like I stuck to my gun. Oh, I held it so hard. I, I, and he knew a hundred percent it was me. And fortunately, like the guy had a good sense of humor. He came back and met me at another event, and I'm like, I'm so happy I get to sign your poster. Um, so that's yeah, bold I mean, that, though. That was tough. <laughs> It was so like I I was so tempted to just be like yeah I'll sign it for you don't tell anybody but then everyone would have known um, so yeah, yeah he, he could have put it online he could have sold it right you did the right so, thing uh, it was so tough it was so tough because it's so exciting when a new role comes out especially in something like that um, and my character is really really fun um, so I, I really wanted to but. Yeah, I held back. I held back. You are strong because I think I would have signed it. I think I would have. I think I would have been like, just don't tell anybody, and it would have been on the internet the next day. But you definitely did the right thing. <laughs> it's it's fun sometimes to know things that the fandom doesn't. Um, I yeah. I get like um, miraculous ladybug stuff, uh, especially drives people crazy because they really want to know what's going on. And when we record on that show, we record all out of order. So like we'll do episode three and episode 20 on the same day. We don't know what happens in between, but like we know what happens in episode 20 and then they don't release it for a while. So there's a, a small period of time sometimes where I'm like, I know something that no one else does. And I just tease people. And uh, but I, I, I do my best not to not to spoil stuff. They have to wait for the surprise. For like as, aspiring like voice actors, I, I want to know like how like long do you like uh, how many um, days out of year you spend like in the studio just like doing voice recordings? Yeah, as much as I can. Um, it's it's a luxury to be working because that audition process. Not exaggerating, if if you book one out of a hundred auditions, you're doing extremely well. Um, so yeah, the hope is to spend as much time in the studio working on great stuff as you can. Um, and it's totally random. Some days I'll, I'll be really, really slammed and have multiple projects. Uh, in, in the before times, it was driving from studio to studio. Now it's jumping in my studio, letting some fresh air in, and then jumping back in front of the mic as someone completely different. Um, those are great days. Uh, and then sometimes it's like uh, nothing, nothing booked today, no auditions today. Well, that was a great run. Um, so there's these ups and downs that every actor faces, whether you're doing on screen or stage or voice acting, um, and you just kind of ride them. You just go with it. You, you, 
you uh, being tenacious is something I tell people is so important if they want to establish themselves as a voice actor and um, something I learned from martial arts. It's, it's all about time and consistency and never kind of stopping, always pushing to, to grow and, and become better and putting yourself out there and hoping that something hits. Um, so yeah, it's, it's totally random. I couldn't tell you, um, you know, if, if you look at my calendar every week, it is different every single week, every single day, um, which is exciting because tomorrow yeah. I might book the next huge role and be working for the next 10 years on a project. You just never know. Uh, for like somebody like just like wants to start on voice acting and they have no idea to like where to start at, like what's something like they should like start doing? Like, should they reach out to like a studio or like a producer of a show or What's like something that you like, okay, I just, I just need to start somewhere. Yeah. That's the challenge. There's not rules to do this. Like there's people who have um, done, you know, what you feel is the right things. Go out there and, and become an actor, learn as much as you can take classes, practice, um, you know, put together uh, a website and a resume and, you know, all these things that can help. Um, but there's no guarantees um, really like what you have to do is just continue to grow and continue to progress. Um, it doesn't all come together in one day. And like I said, I, I've been in the industry more than two decades um, going on almost three decades that I, that I've been around this industry coming up here in a couple of years. So, um, and I'm still learning and growing all the time. It never stops. Um, so I tell people like, find that way, whatever you can do, whether it's taking classes at school, signing up for a class online, um, you know, practicing, recording yourself. Uh, I, I like to yell at people in traffic and prank talk, prank call people. That's always fun. Uh, I talk, I talk to my dogs a lot. Also, uh, I spent a lot of time testing voices on my dogs. Um, that's, that's always good too. Whatever you can do, it, it's, it's practice and it's, it's helpful. Um, so you just got to start somewhere and, and just make that progress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any more questions? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's I, have, I have one. Do you guys think there's going to be an AOT movie? I know this is the final season, but do you think they'll like, we're so hungry, we're starving. Do you think they'll give us a movie? Uh, you know what? Or you think it's a wrap? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, and like I said, they don't tell us what's going to happen. I don't know how many episodes are coming up in this season. I, I don't know if I'm going to be recording more than a couple episodes. I mean, I, I have no idea what's about to happen in the show, where it's going to go. You know, it, I never thought Titan would be wrapping up this year. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have guessed it. If you, if you asked me five years ago or even last year, I, I would say no way. It's going to go on for a very long time, but, I feel like it's appropriate for this show. Every episode is so meaningful and there's no filler. It's just like yeah, every episode yeah. moves this story yeah. forward in very like in a very serious, meaningful, intentional way. Um, so to, to see it come to an end, like it's appropriate. It's right. And, and I want, I, it's so bittersweet. Like I, I'm excited to step back and just see this, this beautiful thing from beginning to end come together and kind of close up. 
Um, I'm very sad to not be able to portray that character in the future um, because I love the process and I love the character and I love working with the team on the show. Um, Really because of that show, I've made lifelong friends uh, with people like Mike uh, and Trina Nishimura and Josh Greeley, like, like those people like I've become friends with now because of the show and like, like really close to them. Um, so I'm, I'm really going to miss that. Um, but I think what they're doing is, is appropriate for that show. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and on the bright side, like I'll finally know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I, I'll finally understand what's It'll happening in this world. Wrap up. Yeah, yes. I, I can't yes. wait till it's all over. And then I go back and watch everything again. That's, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, me, me too. But in the meantime, like, I'm just trying to savor every moment that mm-hmm. I have with the show. Um, yeah. Like I said, Sundays are a special day right now for me. It's just like every time I get a little more, more pieces of this thing and it just, it, it, it's exciting. Um, it's really exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bryce. I appreciate you coming on. It was amazing talking to you and everything. Uh, really, really great to hang out with you guys. I, I appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, I got I got a lot of screaming in my future. So I hope uh, <laughs> I hope you hear a bunch of it. And Tatiana, I know you're I know you're a sub watcher, but when things are done, now that we've hung out, you'll have to go back and check out what I did with Roll. Um, <laughs> yes. you'll, you'll, you'll experience it from another perspective and, and, and get that other flavor. And uh, it'll it'll be great. It'll be fun. I hope uh, I hope you. You enjoy it if you wait, have wait. a second to hold hold on pause the dub i think i mixed them up oh so you I'm watch dub, you watch me i'm a dub watcher oh you're a dub watcher okay yeah and look i'm a dub watcher and people sometimes throw shade on that but i love watching the dub so i got them mixed up because it's been a long day. So I apologize. Oh, but yes, I'm a well, dub watcher through no, and through. A, but now I'm, I'm, I'm watching a, the sub because I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a sub watcher. And then I go, and then like once the sub is over, I go watch it and dub. Yeah. I, okay. And it's great to okay. enjoy both. Well, there you go. You'll have to go the other way and now see what kind of sides. And then you can, you can see both sides of it. I love it. That's awesome. Yes. No, yeah. Because I found um, I found Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer in the pandemic. So, and they both had so many seasons already that I was like, oh, I can watch this in dub. <laughs> but so, yeah. So, I don't even know how I did that. So, yes, I've been watching you. <laughs> well, amazing. Then then uh, I, you'll, you'll be hearing me scream hopefully very soon. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for it. But yes, thank you, Wayne. Thank you for having me. Super fun. Uh-huh. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hey, thank you, guys. You were great night. So nice to chat with you. Later, guys.